I'm going to be voting for her, irregardless. And I, I would tell other people to vote for her, irregardless. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's, it's okay, you can just do it. It's just, just say Internet Airwaves, it sounds really cool. Alright, sorry, I'm just... Internet Airwaves. Okay then, please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, your host, Mark Scalia. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome <coughs> to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. My voice is a little raspy uh, for a couple reasons. One, I'm burning in at both ends, which is crazy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know something, before I get into any of that, welcome to uh, Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless and uh, we're going to have some fun tonight. You can email me if you want a question or comment at radioirregardless at gmail.com or call me on the hotline, 978-219-9294. And I'd put all this stuff in the chat. You know something? I'm going to put all this stuff in the chat. Yeah, both ends. Yeah. Hey, now. Uh, <laughs> let's do this. Let me put the new information in the chat and especially with my guest as well. Um you may know uh, we started a little later uh, than it, than we normally do, and even a little later than that. We were supposed to start at 9.30, but I just finished up a gig uh, with, uh, a, with my lovely wife and two amazing uh, actors, and we just wrap up the show at 9 o'clock, and I drove pretty fast, scaring some people. Uh, yeah, scaring some people. Uh, so I uh, got back as soon as I could. And then played the bumper music because I was trying to do other stuff. And then I realized that my mic was still up. <laughs> and I'm like, I've been yelling this whole fucking time about, oh, I don't have any time. So any of this, my stomach is, yes, there you go. Karen sat in the back seat. She had no choice. Um, so if you're joining us for the first time, thank you and welcome. And we don't normally, uh, we get a little better than this, a little faster than this. Um, and I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little hoarse. I'm a little horse, um, but let's not waste a lot of time on that. Let's just talk about it in the happening now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's the when just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now now now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When just now. When will then be now? Soon. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so as I alluded to. Uh, I was sick. I got sick. Finally. I finally got sick. Um, yay. Um, but when I get sick, I eat like a son of a bitch, uh, like, like shoveling food, like shove, like I'm like the 18th century railroad and you got to keep shoveling coal in this bitch. Cause otherwise it'll get angry. So I was eating everything. I think I ate a whole pizza in one sitting and then I went, I'm hungry. 
<laughs> I had cheese and crackers and vegetables, and I was just eating Boston to Salem scary. Yeah, Boston to Salem scary. Um, just saw Paul's comment. Yes. Uh, well, what did we do? We did um, stitches, Salem to stitches. But this was East Boston, so it wasn't as far as, you know. And that was, we did that in 35 minutes, and I just did the trip now in, you know, 25 minutes. So, um, so I got sick. So, and because my wife is sick. And I think on the last show I said, yeah, we're doing all kinds of emergency and I'm not going to get sick. Fuck it. So she made me sick. Um, but even that, I'm still busy. I'm still working gigs. Um, I, I was very lucky because I got sick in a time. It sounds like it's not, but I got, I got sick in a time where I could actually take a little bit of time. I took a Sunday and a Monday off, um, which I didn't have gigs, but I worked Tuesday. Uh, work today, doing the show tonight. I'm working tomorrow. I'm off Friday, and then I'm doing. I'm doubled up on Saturday, but we'll get to that later. So, but I'm always staring to stay busy. And as a matter of fact, staying busy is uh, doing a lot more. Um, I did a gig where I uh, I did a live auction, and I've done this before for the Y a couple of years in a row for the Saugus Y. Um, and I've live emceed events, and I've live done this, so I've done a lot of that. But I did a comedy show. Uh, few weeks ago about a month ago and uh, i did a live auction in the middle of it and it was a lot of fun but they put the live auction in the middle of the comedy show so the headliner who wasn't me had a much harder time because i did 20 minutes in front of him or 25 minutes in front of him and then i did a live auction which was another 20 minutes and then they had to resettle so we took like a five or six minute break and then we put it was just it's not conducive to a comedy show so the headliner really had a you know superior hard time but that client actually emailed me because we were going back and forth because i was doing the live auction she said oh you did a very good job and i really enjoyed you um and i've actually recommended you to a couple more non-for-profit which non-for-profit is my least favorite three words not for profit is terrible it's almost as bad as wind driven fucking rain and i and i know those four words but whatever fucking rain is one word in that situation but because she recommended me to a couple different people, I am now live auctioning um, a bunch of different things. I'm seeing a bunch of uh, a bunch of events, so that's more work coming in, which I'm really excited about. One of the big questions yesterday was election day, uh, midterm elections, and there were a lot of things going on. I'm sure everybody voted out there. I and people are going to get upset with me. I am not registered to vote. I stopped uh, a while ago. Um, not that I don't appreciate the right, not that I don't know that people have fought and died and killed other people so that I could choose my own destiny in my government. I just don't want to be registered to vote. It doesn't mean I don't have opinion. It just means that my opinion is limited to just me and the sad people I tell it to, um, which is the name of the show. The ballots are in and I choose Flynn and I'll get to that. But yesterday, because of the midterms, there was uh, a few things decided. The Senate House is now all red. <laughs> the Senate is, we have a red senator, Senate, Senate now. Um, and I don't usually get into politics, especially in this show. I don't do it because I take it way too personal because my leanings are a little to the right. And this is why I do it. You'll figure out why I'm saying all this stuff. I will elude it now and then I'll totally tell you why later. But I'm more conservative, and I don't like to... It's a very difficult thing, especially in the entertainment business, to be, you know, red. <laughs> it's red for... Diff yes, yes, you do. <laughs> I do take it personally. Uh, that's why we don't talk politics. 
Um, but uh, it, yesterday was a big day, a big day, and some people that I were po- I was pulling for won, and some people I was pulling for lost, and it's fine. It's that's the way it works. It always works like that, and you know that's election day. That's how it kind of rolls out. But one of the things on the ballot questions, and here in Massachusetts, and I'm not sure if they do it everywhere, but the ballot questions are extremely fucking confusing. We had four questions. Yes. <laughs> no, Joe, you will. Joe, you will. And that's what I'm alluding to, but I'll, I will tell that. But the ballot questions were very fucking difficult. And I didn't vote. <laughs> it's, yeah. The If, if you more, if you more any more, right? If I was any more right, then I'd be lapping over to the left side. <laughs> that's not true. I'm smart, right? I'm not fucking crazy. Woohoo, right? So, anyway, the ballot questions. The questions were posed like the Riddler wrote them. <laughs> it's like, okay, if you don't want casinos anywhere in the state, then vote yes. What? What? It. I don't understand. You know, if you don't want me to have a bottle bill, then vote no for the bottle bill. Well, does that mean I? Don't vote for the... Bu- yes. Yes, it does, or yes, it does. I don't fucking get it. But the ball, the ballot questions were really difficult. Um, I'm sorry. I'm so stuffed up. I'm I'm waiting for my wife, who is such a sweetheart. She's boiling water so I can have tea. And hopefully I'll be drinking that on the break. So, um, and my I'm starting to let my beard grow. So, because I have to... Not for Movember. I'm not doing all that for Movember. I'm growing the beard because I need to grow for Scrooge, and that's what I'm doing. And I'm looking forward to Scrooge this year. I really am. He's such a fun, fun guy to play. Not really fun, but it's a, it's a amazing, interesting character with all these, you know, with some depth to it, and it's just really cool. So that's what I'm looking forward to over the next couple months. And this is back in the mix. Teaching. The old school that I taught at is now, they've tapped me and I sent them my recommendation letters. And one of our listeners, who is amazing, uh, beard for ball cancer, that's right. And a matter of fact, Paul, who just wrote that comment, he wrote me an amazing recommendation letter, personal recommendation letter. And uh, I'm, I'm, I don't care. I don't even care if most of it were lies. I don't care because it was, it was good. It was fucking good. It was throw worthy. It was not I would throw it, but it was worthy of throw. So, ladies and gentlemen, that all being said, that's the Happening Now monologue. And let's move on to this week in movie history. <laughs> you gotta love it. You gotta love it. There's my lion. There's my universal. Yes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this week in movie history, where I go through uh, a week of uh, movie history, and you have to kind of do it. Oh, this is the thing I meant to do. I'll do it on the break. Um, today, uh, you know some I'll do it right now. I'll do it right now. Uh, uh, there we go. This is more important. Today is a very special day, so let me go back to this. And There we go. I don't need to play that. This is very important. That, that everyone should know this one. And I'm going to wait until the commercial skips. And I won't play that for you. But, of course, you know today's a special day. Today is November 5th. Mr. 
Madame Justice that I dedicate this concerto yes. in honor of the holiday she seems to have taken from these parts, and in recognition of the imposter that stands in her stead. Tell me, do you know what day it is, Evie? Um, what, what day is it? November the 4th. Not, Not anymore. anymore. It is November 5th, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, remember, remember the 5th of November. The gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder, treason should ever be forgot. You ready? Up. Oh. First, the overture. Yes. Yes. Yes, the string. The strings. Listen carefully. Can you hear it? Guy Fox. I don't fuck anybody. The brass. I do. I hear. can hear it. Oh, she does. It's getting very loud indeed. There we go. This is one of the music. This is one of the songs that they outlawed, I think, isn't it? According to the movie. And hey, it's Fourth of July, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a long way to go for a punchline, but I don't care because it is the 5th of November. And of course, in this week in movie history, in 1605, the gunpowder plot is foiled. And that, of course, is the movie I just played, V for Vendetta. Uh, this week in movie history, in 1699, Gulliver encounters a storm and winds up in Lilliput. That is from Gulliver's Travels. 1928, Arnold Rothstein is killed by gunshot. That's a tricky one. But Arnold Rothstein in 1928. I'll give it to you. Mobsters. 1955, Doc Brown invents the flux capacitor when he slips off his toilet. <laughs> I gave that one to you. Oh, I love that one. That is, of course, from Back to the Future. This one's a little trickier. 1965, Maverick Mitchell's father is shot down while flying a Navy F-4 Phantom. Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? You can be my wig man anytime. No, you can be mine. <laughs> That's right. Top Gun it is. Um, <laughs> this week in movie history, 1979, the CIA uses a fake film to get, for to get the Foreign Service members out of Iran. And that would be Ah, go fuck yourself. Yes, it is. This week in 1984, Scott Howard discovers that he is a werewolf. <laughs> yes, Top Top Gum is a porno name. It is. <laughs> ah, go fuck yourself. Thank you. Um, yes, and that would be Teen Wolf. This is a very bizarre reference, but it's one of my favorite movies. They made a TV show of it later. Newcomer Warren Hubley is murdered in L.A. Newcomer Warren Hubley is murdered in L.A. I bet nobody's going to get that. Brendan was on and now he's gone, so I don't know what happened to him. He would have got that one. Paul, you're my best shot at that one. I'll give that one to you for a little bit. And this week in movie history, in 2009, Bud Johnson doesn't vote in Texaco, New Mexico. <laughs> and that is swing vote. My ears just popped, and I think I got louder. <laughs> uh, so the movie before that is anyone? Alien Nation. 
Yes, there's only four people. So, um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be moving things pretty quick. I'm not going to waste a lot of time. We have not done this in a while. I am going to be playing with you, my listeners. Remix is new music created from old music. Play this record as frequently as possible. That's how it goes. Free sample. We haven't played in so long. I missed it. I know you did too. I missed it. I'm going to do this, then we're going to go to break, and then we'll get our guest on. So let's move it right along. What do you say, people? This movie, uh, this uh, this movie, <laughs> this song you may remember from 1994, but it was in a in a Kamozi, Ini Kamozi. You remember this? Yeah, sounds like I'm in a tunnel. There we go. Now you remember that it was "Here Comes the Hot Stepper" by Ina Kamozi. You remember it? Yeah, you probably do. But what you probably don't know is that is sampled. That's why I played it. That is actually sampled. When does it? When he goes like this, here it is. Hear it? I'm coming. That is from 1972. Bobby Bird, Hot Pants, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming, baby. I'm coming. Yeah. Come and come, help me. Make your baby understand. Don't try love and let you take command. Love yeah. can be a two-sided thing. Yeah. Hot Pants, I'm you coming. Get more than you can bring. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> just announcing it <laughs> so that is where uh here comes a hot stepper actually got uh got sampled from but that's this the i'm coming part there's another piece of here comes the hot stepper hear it hear it listen for it you hear that all right that you might remember this because it was one of my favorite songs growing up as a kid. It's from Tara or Tanya Gardner from 1981. You remember this? This is it. See if you can guess it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Here you go. If you haven't guessed it by now. <laughs> that is Tana Gardner from 1981 Heartbeat. So when you put all those songs together, Here Comes the Hot Stepper by Ina Kamosi, Hot Pants, I'm Coming by Bobby Bird, and Heartbeat by Tana Gardner, you put them all together, you get the Heartbeat Hot Pants Stepper. <laughs> Make your baby understand. Don't try love let you take command. Love can be a two-sided thing. And here it comes. You never get more than you can bring. Hey, here comes the step up. And we'll get to the left side. There we go. 
Yes, you put them all together. All right. Now, this is a song that everybody knew that came out in 1997. It's when, uh, when Biggie and uh, Tupac died or were killed or killed each other or had people killed, whatever. It's <laughs> nobody knows, and I'm not talking about it. It was by Puff Daddy, who were, went by Puff Daddy and then went P. Diddy, changed all his shit. And Faith, uh, was it Faith Evans, really? When it's real feelings hard to Remember this? Can't imagine all the pain I feel Give anything to hear half a breath I know you're still living your life Now you remember it? Now, I'm gonna give this one to you Tell me what song they sampled For this It's very easy Come on That one's an easy one That one you already know And I'm gonna, I haven't done it But yeah, you probably know it it sound familiar? Yes, from 1983. Yes. That's right. By the police. <laughs> so, when you combine the police, Every Breath You Take, and Puff Daddy and Faith Evans, I'll Be Missing You, it's Every Breath You Miss. Here we go. I worked hard on the mix, so I'll let you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, every death you take. <laughs> um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we're moving on quickly. Uh, you remember Ariana Grande? She's the biggest Ariana we have. Uh, she has a song called... The Way, featuring Mac Miller. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of Ariana Grande. I mean, she's cute and all that, but she's squeaky. I don't dig squeaky. But you may recognize this song, because this song came out only like 10 years before this. Big Pun, known as Big Punisher, featuring Joe. Still not a player. Remember this? Now, yeah. That sounds familiar. But what you got to know is they're both fucking sampled. <laughs> they were both sampled. They were both stolen by Brenda Russell. Actually, Brenda, they stole them from Brenda Russell. Brenda Russell. A little bit of love. Ready? You're going to remember it. Yeah. Can go a long, long way. So what you thinking of? This is really bad off key, I think. Here we go. That's all right. That's not bad. Okay, it's getting worse. Now, this riff is actually used, it was used a ton of times. As this mix, this whole, it sounds like that very Arthur, that, you know, that late, uh, that late 70s, early 80s, like it was every, this is when the guy gets the girl at the end of the movie. That's what it was. That's exactly what it sounded. Um, so uh, when you put them all together, oh, I didn't do it. Oh, ouch. Yes. A little too much. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's too much. You know, I didn't do, I didn't combine them. Fuck. Actually, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the same fucking song. <laughs> 
I'm a little neglectful. I'm tired. I'm working. I can't catch them all, guys. Do you remember this song? It just came out like, I don't know, six months ago. This is Everclear. AM radio. Do you remember it? You probably didn't hear it. Maybe it was on the radio for like a minute and then done. But hear the background. Can you hear it? You might remember. You might remember that song. Oh yeah. Yeah, Karen remembers it. But you may remember that song from like 1988. The Heavy D and the Boys. A pound for pound. Yep. Pound for pound. I'm your Mr. Big Stuff. Right. It's Mr. Big Stuff. That's what Heavy D sampled in 88. That's what Everclear sampled in 2012 or 2013. And which is the original Gene Knight song, Mr. Big Stuff. Sing it with me, everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, it's the big stuff. Tell me. Who do you think you are, Mr. Big Stuff? You're never gonna get my love. So when you combine them, Everclear's AM Radio, Heavy D and the Boys, Mr. Big Stuff, and Gene Knight's Mr. Big Stuff, you get Mr. Big AM Radio stuff. <laughs> This song's very catchy, by the way. But that's why you like it. In the mix. Fuck yeah! I was a DJ in a past life, bitches. There you go. Oh, AM Radio was released in 2000. Oh, my bad. I, You know what it is? I kind of neglected. What I used to do is I would put the song and then the artist, and for some reason these last two or three are reversed and the dates aren't there. So thank you, Joe, for correcting me, and thank you for the uh, announcing I'm a douchebag award. There you go. Uh, so, no, announcing I was a douchebag. Um, all right, now, you, mem- uh, you might remember this. Oh, wait a minute. What's... Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, by the way, I found the song. <laughs> I found the Brenda Russell "Little Bit of Love." It's and if you combine Ariana Grande "The Way," Big Punisher featuring Joe, still not a player, and Brenda Russell "A Little Bit of Love," you get still not the way of love. <laughs> There you go. It doesn't matter. I I fixed it. I fixed it. I think I did it. 53? Why is this not? There we go. There we go. All right. And last but certainly not least, you guys uh, may remember this song from a movie called uh, Bullworth, I think it was, with, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, my God. He played Dick Tracy. Madonna went out with him. 
The song's about him. <laughs> I think that song is written about him. Don't you? Don't you? Don't you? Come on. Warren Beatty. That's it. <laughs> Almost said Ned baiting, but Wee! that's a different movie. Yeah, that's a different movie. Um, this song by Praz featuring Maya, an old dirty bastard. Ghetto superstar. I fucking love this song to this day, man. <laughs> it's everybody. That's a volume, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> That's what Madonna said. Anyway, the all stars. All right, so that was Praz featuring Maya and Old Dirty Bastard, or ODB, as he's like to be known. But did you know that it's actually based on another song? It's sampled from another song. And we got some uh, listeners in my demographic that might remember this, and I had to actually check it out because I knew this when it came out. It's a song by Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton, Islands in the Stream. You're like, really? Yeah, really. Four reels. Yeah. And of course, that was Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton singing Islands in the Stream. So when you combine Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton's Islands in the Stream and Praz featuring Maya and Old Dirty Bastard Ghetto Superstar... Yes, it was Bob Seger. You combine them and you get ghetto in the stream. Here comes the mix. Oh, my voice is only falsetto because I've got a cold. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I'm sniffling in the mic. I'm very sorry, everybody. But that is free sample, and I'm glad we played because we haven't played in a while. And I missed it. I missed the free sample game. I did. But, ladies and gentlemen, as I alluded to earlier, it is now uh, time to go on our first break. And you might have uh, seen the name of the show, The Ballots Are In and I Choose Flynn, because one, of uh, our listeners right there joe flynn too apparently there's another joe um i'm not judging but joe flynn amazing comedian newcomer to the boston comedy scene i have not i've only worked with him once and he's so funny that i had to have him on radio irregardless so ladies and gentlemen when we come back from break you're going to get a chance to talk with him listen to him and joke with him and of course joke with me you're listening to radio irregardless with me your host Mark Scalia. We will be right back, everybody. Are you seasonally depressed? If so, CSUN Depressitol may be right for you. Millions are already taking CSUN Depressitol. Some people have had changes in behavior, hostility, agitation, anxiety, anger, constipation, excessive gas, and vomiting. If taking CSUN Depressitol has any of the aforementioned effects, stop taking it immediately. Get on a plane. Yell at strangers. Good luck. It's going to be a long one. 
the only job he's ever had has been a paper route. He runs to mommy and daddy every time he has a boo-boo. On dates, he has the woman cut up his vegetables. He once spent 18 hours in a basement playing World of Warcraft just to get the Scarab Lord achievement. He is the most immature man in the world. I don't often go to bed without supper, but when I do, it's because I've been bad. Stay thirsty, my friend. Yeah, okay, they have pounded turkey and they have pounded cheddar. Hey, look, I just love listening to Mark Scalia's radio show and I love being on it, especially when I'm at the deli counter. So listen in and have a great time. Thank you for the cracked pepper turkey. That's good. Thank you. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Air Regardless hotline at 978 978- Two one nine nine two nine four. And you're back on Radio Air Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me on the phone, Joe Flynn. Hey, Joe. Hey, Mark. How's it going? It's thanks for good. having me. Oh, thanks for being on, man. Let me just adjust some volume. So I'll tell you what. Um, Tell my listening audience about you. You are a funny guy. We've actually worked together one time in Salem, as a matter of fact. And right, you, yeah, you, at uh, Murphy's. Yeah, and you did a fantastic job. And I said, this guy's really funny. I haven't seen him. I haven't worked with him. How Are you new to the Boston comedy scene? Yeah, I, I started doing comedy about two years ago at age 53. <laughs> uh, and I mostly do the North Shore and a lot up in New Hampshire. I'm afraid of Boston, so I don't get into Boston very much. But uh. Uh, I do. I, I go north a lot. I do a lot of shows in New Hampshire and around Northern Mass. You know, it's funny. I grew up in Chelsea, not that far from Boston. And I got friends who have moved up to New Hampshire. And I go, hey, I'm going to be down in Boston. They go, oh, no, we're not coming down to Boston. Boston's crazy. And I'm like, you grew up in fucking Chelsea. I don't know what your problem is. Yeah, I worked in Boston for years, but once, once, I, once I stopped going in every day, it's like, I'm afraid to park. I'm afraid to go in. I'm just an old guy, you know? Just, <laughs> well, you were brave. My, this whole thing is my midlife crisis. Yeah, you know, but, but that doesn't even make sense to me because at 53, you decided to jump on fucking stage. Good for you, yeah, man. Yeah, well. Yeah, I did. I had a, I had a little bit of a health scare and decided I was going to start doing the shit that I kept putting off. Oh, really? Uh, this, was, this was like number one on my bucket list. Oh, well, what what yeah. what happened? Can I ask you about? Yeah, I, I, had a, I just I had had a, a little heart issue, oh. and then uh, they found some shit in my lungs. And as a twenty year smoker, they thought that I might have a problem, and then it turned out I didn't. But Good. it was enough to get me from, geez, you guys, you should try stand up to. I guess I'll try stand up, and I did it. And, <laughs> And I'm hooked. I'm an addict. We're I know. Addicts. I know. I talk to a lot of the newer guys who just get on stage, and we, you know, the and a good friend of mine who died years ago, uh, Dave Fitzgerald. Um, he's an amazing comic, very funny, great, sweetheart of a guy. Uh, he said in his very raspy Medford voice, he said, "Oh my God, it's like fucking heroin." <laughs> <laughs> And that's how Except it's more expensive. Yeah, it is more expensive than heroin. <laughs> heroin, at least you can give a blowjob for heroin. You can yeah, you can suck a yeah, lot of yeah. dick and you still ain't gonna get it working this time. <laughs> preach, brother, preach. And, and I've been doing it a long time and I well, I haven't sucked anybody's dick. Thank God. Because if I could, I'd do mine first. <laughs> I'm like I'm like, I, if I don't, if I'm not going to do mine, if I can't do mine, I'm certainly not going to do yours. You know, so. that's the way I look at it. If I can't do yours, I'm not going to do anyone's. Yeah. <laughs> so 
so now everybody knows how I get on this show. There you go. No, no, no. <laughs> I wasn't home, so that's no excuse. <laughs> so you, you only... we both live in Salem. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I, I was, that's why I was late. All right. Fuck it. The cat's out of the bag. That's yeah. But yeah, that would have made me two minutes late, but that's not a story altogether. <laughs> Maybe four minutes late, but thanks. <laughs> so you, you, you were brave enough. You got on stage two years ago and yep. how has it been since you, since you never, I, I, I absolutely love it. You know, um, the, um, like the, the grandfather to all these young comics out there, you know, uh, some of them doing a lot longer than I am, but I'm like Papa Joe to them. Yeah. Now. <laughs> uh, very, very warm, accepting group. I think it's because we're all so similar. I always say that comics are like addicts because we're, um, we're <laughs> egomaniacs with a self-esteem problem. Right. That's pretty much described <laughs> every comic that I've ever known. That's funny. I mean, I've been, you know, I think every comic has it where, you know, people tell them, oh, you're funny, you should do stand-up, but I always say, always told them, you're going to come say the stupid shit that, that makes me funny because without you, I'm nothing. But yeah. I finally, finally took the plunge two years ago and I, I get out like two, three nights a week, most, most weeks, sometimes more, just having a blast. That's good, man. That's good. And what did you do before? You said you used to work in Boston. Oh, um, I've done everything. I've had every career in the world. I worked in uh, in retail. I worked in fast food. I used to run a rental car place in downtown Boston. Uh, then I was a lawyer for several years, and now I'm a social worker. So yeah, I'm really climbing the wow. climbing the ladder of success. You you went from lawyer to social worker. Yeah. Were you were you a defense attorney or prosecutor? I did I did um, a lot of civil work. I did like insurance defense, and then I for a few years I hung out a shingle and just represented whoever wanted to hire me. And then wow. I finally decided that um, I wanted to get a better class of clients and how I work with the mentally ill. So. Oh, and you were doing, and how'd you, you just decided you wanted to change and then you started doing social work? Well, yeah, I went to school of psychology originally and, uh, and then, you know, didn't know what I wanted to do. And that's why I did all those like retail type jobs. And I went to law school, loved law school, hated practice in law. And then I used to, I went back to what I had originally uh, went to school for and started at the bottom and, yeah. Good for you. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I'm actually. Uh, I'm attempting. I'm attempting, and this is going to come in the spring. I'm attempting to get a uh, degree in psychology. Good I, for you. I just, it's a great degree to have. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I just, I, I, I don't like being human, but I like watching them in the cage. I just do. <laughs> I just do. You know, I just feel like. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like the smartest monkey, just watching everyone eat fucking bananas. You know. <laughs> But that's great. You, you. I mean, you've had the range of careers, and now with uh, with comedy, is it uh, is it that much different? I mean, is it one of the because God knows you're not making money on it. You just, I mean, because I barely no, make money. Is, literally, I, I'm not joking when I say this is just my mid midlife crisis. It's my hobby. Good for it's you. Cross off the bucket list, and you know, I'll do it until it stops being fun. You know, yeah. I'm blessed with lack of ambition in this field, so I don't have to worry about, you know, I don't have to do any room I don't like. I don't, you know, I, I just do what's fun. And if it's, if it's when it stops being fun, I'll stop doing it. Oh, so there's essentially you're saying it's, it's blow, you're blowing guys because you feel like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. basically. Yeah. Good. I mean, you know, yeah. I'm going to blow it anyway. I might as well get something. Yeah. Out of it. Do what you love and the money follows. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I used to have a job at a methadone clinic where I watched people piss, and I had the same thing. I got to do what I'd do anyway and get paid for it. So. 
It's not that dissimilar. It really is. It really is. So, oh my God. So, what are the rooms? Because you're newer now. What are the rooms that you've been playing? It open mics or weekend rooms? Or? Uh, you know, a little bit, a little bit of open mic, a little bit of you know the booked open mics, a couple of weekend rooms. I, I'm booked. I'm uh, going to be at the arena in Nashua on Saturday. Oh, for Alana. For Alana. Yep. Yeah, for Alana Sesco. I do a lot of. I, I've, I've been to all of her rooms. I'm actually competing in her contest, which I guess you. Um, Hosted and judged a few weekends weeks ago, huh? I did, I did. Yeah, I'm I'm going to be there next Wednesday competing in her contest. Which Alana, is a few contests. Alana is a sweetheart, by the way. She's just yeah. she's like, you know, what's funny is she, when I had her as a guest, and because uh, I had I was broadcasting from the location, and she really is. She's funny on stage. She's she's pretty funny on stage. She comes off stage. She's fucking hysterical. Yeah, she's she is, uh, and she's just. You know, she's just takes care of the comics. You know, she, yeah. she, what I, I posted for her at Foley's a couple of times. So I've had the pleasure of bringing her up on stage. And I always say that, you know, she's not only a com, a comedian, not only a booker, she's a real fan of comedy. And that's what makes it fun to work with her. Oh my God. Because, yeah. you know, she, she's like the best audience in the world. She'll tell you when you're funny. She'll tell you when you suck. And, <laughs> you know, you can really have some great conversations with her about comedy. Right. She's one of my favorites. And then the stuff she just talks about, like we talked about, this is a, a kind of a long-winded segue, but the stuff we talked about was really funny. She talked about she hosts the sex parties and everything, and I'm like, oh, yeah. and I'm like, why don't you, like, where's that on stage? And she actually, I know that she does, um, uh, She, we, her and I talked, and we, I got to send her an email tomorrow. Um, I teach comedy classes. I've been teaching comedy classes for a while, but I'm very particular about when I teach and stuff like that. And she goes, oh, I'd love to talk to you about it. And I go, I try to give out free advice as much as I can because you get what you pay for on a lot of different levels. But I'm one of those people too. That's why I hit it off with Alana that I, I'm on a show and I want the show to be fantastic. I don't care if I'm opening or middling or closing. I want everybody to do well. And I actually love when the middle are, when the middle when the middle act if I'm closing a show and the middle does a great job, I love yeah. that because and if I'm on a show I'm encouraging people I know that at uh, at Murphy's in Salem, I mean you know I got almost 25 years worth of experience and I'm kind of coaching I'm like come on man let's do it and I'm yeah I, that's one of the things I noticed at Murphy's yeah. was I I had never seen you before but I've obviously had heard the name and I knew you've been around a long time and you were like you you know it was like <laughs> there wasn't that feeling within minutes of, you know, this guy's just one of us, right. you know, and it, and, but that's the way. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it translates, it translates on stage as well. I, I think appreciate it makes that. everybody comfortable. I appreciate that. I mean, cause, and I've walked into rooms. I know guys that have been like, well, I've been doing it for 10 years and they walk in a room and like, well, tonight you're on an open mic douchebag. I don't know what yeah. the fuck I tell you. Yeah. And I started yeah. doing the open mics again for one reason. When you close, you don't, really meet anybody there's no more comics that you're only working with the comics you know um i can throw in a new joke here and there but i started going back to open mics because i was like i want to write some new jokes and and not just that but watching all these new comics jumping in front of like 10 12 people and having phenomenal sets and i'm like you know, before I'd be like, you know, three years ago, I'd be like, I don't want to fucking do that. There's 10 people. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to do it. I'm used to audiences that are like, you know, 75, 100, 200 people. And I'm like, and that's a small level. I mean, of course, up to five or 600 people. But like, I'm like, why would these people do this for 10 people? And then I started doing it again. I'm like, oh, I fucking remember this. I used to do this shit all the time. Yeah. And, and that's why I, I hosted a room last night, uh, Winter Circle up in Salisbury. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love and, that room. And, uh, and there was a guy there that, 
you know, he's a, he's a, a feature around, you know, New Hampshire and Northern Mass. And, you know, I was excited to see him there. And I asked him if he was going to go up. And he was like, well, we'll see. And he waited and he counted the room. And then when there were enough people in the room, we decided, okay, I'll go up. Really? Yeah, you know, I was like, thanks. <laughs> Let's get it. Well, I'm in the... You know, I mean, I, I guess... I guess in a way, who was it? Just say who it was. No, I'd never say who it was. Fuck him. Who was it? I like him too much. I would never say it. I would never say who it was because I like him too much. But again, in a way, I kind of get it too because it's like if he's trying to figure out some new material, he's not going to get any idea of whether the stuff's good or bad. If yeah, you're no, it see, just other comics. See, but I'll, I'll tell you this though, because Bob Marley, who I love, Bob, and Bob's a phenomenal comic and has got—he actually broke the Guinness Book of World Records for telling jokes on stage continuously. Was, oh, yeah. Or he attempted it. I'm not sure which. But Bob and I, Bob would write jokes constantly. And I would be, dude, there's like 20 people. There's like 10 people in this room. If you do a new joke, whatever. He goes, yeah, but if I do a new joke in front of 10 people and they laugh, then I know it's good. I mean, it's the same... You know, yeah, but how many jokes do you throw away because no one laughed at whatever if it was a bigger rule? No, but we could debate he, this all night, I guess. But. Yeah, but the thing is, if you like the joke, you're gonna do it. And if and if it's a bad audience, and I've always said this, and I said this to new comics and old comics, you never learn anything from a good room. The only thing you learn is your own timing, how to deliver a joke a certain way so you can ride the wave. In a bad room, you learn so much more. You learn how, what jokes work, what you're doing wrong, why to not do it again, what you did. You learn so much more, and that's why open mics make comics better faster. Because the, you're doing that less time. Sense. You're doing less time. You got to make people laugh more. You got to do better than the guy they just saw a second ago, and you got to do better than the than the chick that's coming up next. And it's this heated kind of, you know, it's like. Uh, it's like throw. It's like you know throwing change down a a, a faucet. What the fuck am I talking about? I don't this is an awesome, an awesome analogy you're making here, Mark. Oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before I forget, I have to tell you, I am so I am so impressed by the subtle. Uh, your volume goes to eleven. My volume goes to eleven. On on, on the radio, uh, regardless, if you put volume at full, it's eleven. Great Spinal Tap reference. I don't even know if you did it on purpose, but whoever did that is a fucking genius. Oh wait a minute, who's who said that? Oh, did I say it? No, it's it, it literally on your website. If, if you're if you're if you're listening to Radio regardless, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the you website. turn the sound up the whole way, it goes to eleven. Oh uh, yeah, it just it did. doesn't go to ten. So somebody on your staff. Has to be a Spinal Tap fan. No, well, Either that or I'm just talking through my ass. No, no, no. Well, the website, the website Mixler.com, which is what uh, we broadcast through, um, they actually do it, which I think is really funny. The thing is, I can't, when I first started the show, I would forget. I'd be like, why is everything echoing? And it was because I had the volume up on the website, <laughs> which I have to I have to keep open so I can yeah. see everybody chatting and stuff. But yeah, I noticed that. I, it just took me a second because I saw that too and I was like, that is the coolest fucking thing. It's yeah. one. Of the, it's an Easter egg. Yeah, it's they, great. They make they make no reference to it. Yeah, exactly. It's an Easter egg. And, yeah. But uh, you know, when I when I turned it up, it went past ten, and I was like, "What? Uh, this is Final Tap." <laughs> so here's here's what I'm gonna and do. And I'm giving you credit for it. You're no, not to do it. no, I don't. It's not my. It's not my website. My website is markscalia.com, Which, if you're listening through my website, 
Thank you so much, everybody. And if you want to be part of our live, live chat, because in the next segment you're going to want to, you want to click that stereophonic box that you're listening to and uh, sign in to Mixler.com, the broadcasting site, where if you yeah, sign Yeah, all up, you people that have guest guests, you can't all be related. So no. <laughs> click in and put your real name in there so I know who's listening to me. Well, the reason they say guest is because they signed in They signed in with a with a with uh, an email that is non-Facebook. If it's Facebook, it just uh, instantly shares your, uh, your name and your screen name and all that. But I like my guest. I like my five unknown guests. Good. Be anonymous. You can still play the game. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen is because there are unknown 20 of my friends are going to say they listen tomorrow, and I know 15 of them are fucking lying. <laughs> Bring the audience for me. Hey, Joe, I know that I alluded to this a little bit, and before we go to our next break, and then I get you a little bit more, um, you say in your comedy act that you are a liberal. I am. And and I and this is the this is the <laughs> this is the conversation. I work in social services. I have to be liberal. They pay my fucking check. No, I understand. I understand that. See, and I'm not heartless. I'm not heartless. <laughs> but but here's the thing that I'd like to talk about. And this is and I believe that I can actually have a civil discourse with you. And I think it, and of course my, because I'm an ignorant liberal. I don't my, know anything. I just <laughs> say liberal because because I vote Democrat. Because they pay my bills. I, just, I don't know anything about politics, Mac. I voted for Obama in 2008 because I thought he was Irish. <laughs> All right. Then we won't have the debate. We can try it. We can try it. We can try to talk politics. No. But if, I, if, I, if I make shit up, you're just going to have to live with it. You know? But the I, only thing I know about politics is Obama's, Obama's Irish. Not, not really Irish, and Michelle Bachman's a daffy twat. We can talk about that more after no, the break. No, but, but Obama, no, no, no. Obama is Irish. He's black Irish. He's black Irish. Yeah, that's the right joke. Barry Obama. It's that's that's the right joke. No, no, no. We won't. I just thought maybe you. Could, I, I because my thing is I have and my wife leans a little to the left, and I you well, know that's because you're on the right. I'd be leaning away from you too. But, <laughs> and then my friend Paul, who's actually on, he's kind of he's more of a moderate, but he does lean a little left. And I'm not conservative, you know, fuck the poor, but I'm a little conservative and say. Well, can't the poor work a little bit? I know some can't, but some can. So that's my kind of thing. Well, you know, and, 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 and I, guess, I guess I'm probably, you know, I'm a liberal that leans slightly right in certain areas because, you know, I mean, I, I, the people that I, that I deal with on a daily basis, some of them literally cannot work. You know, right. For whatever oh, reason. And, and it's those invisible diseases that, you know, they look healthy enough. They look like they can work, but they can't function because the, the de- their demons are just so strong that they just cannot get through a day. I wouldn't want to live the last a second. But I also have several that, you know, I look at them and I say, you know, you figured out pretty early on how to beat this system. So, you know, there is a little of that. I, I get I get the frustration of the right. I just know yeah. that, you know, uh, the well, abuse, I, because of the abuses, there, there, there were some pretty right. needy people that would suffer. No, and I completely understand all that. And, I just and, fell off that soapbox. No, it's 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 you know it's one of those things that you know you know you say that it's invisible and then and I understand people get addicted to drugs and and or they hurt themselves or whatever. It's my thing is if you are if you're like that, then I want to kill you. And I don't understand why that's 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 not wrong. That's just not. <laughs> Wait a minute. I bet one of the 
went, I bet I would be one of the co-workers Joe would think was lying when he said I heard him on the cast. <laughs> yeah, he's he working quickly when I say I put the thread out there and he signed in as himself oh. just so he could get the credit because he knows I'm buying donuts for whoever actually listens. Really? So. No, no, you shouldn't Because hey, be- this is what we do. This is what we do in social services is we eat donuts. You eat donuts? We're like cops in that way. What? My God. Really? Again, yeah. well, it is public service. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know something? Let's swap topics. Here's what we're going to do, Joe. We're going to take our... We've uh, been on topic? Yes. <laughs> wow. I've tried, I've tried to stay on point. It's just not good. I'm still getting over a cold. But I'll tell you I'm what... I'm very uncooperative like we're, that. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to take our first break. When we come back, um, I'm going to play a little game with you, Joe. Now, I will tell the listening audience... Usually what I do is I call my my guests ahead of time and I let them know the format of the show and what we're doing and, and what's going to happen. And I give them a little insight. So it's just like any other talk show. You let the you let the guests know the, the what you're going to be doing so they can kind of warm up to it and they, they can have some bits pre-prepared and things like that. But Joe, I didn't get a chance to call Joe. So Joe, first time, and again, congratulate him, first time on any type of radio broadcast and then not having any well, fucking heads up. I was on Major room. Mud when I was like eight years old. Major, oh my God, Major Mud. Saw the TV star. Holy jumping Jesus. You know something? We're going to take a break with that. But <laughs> but we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Joe's going to play a game. And I'm going to explain it to him. In the same time, I'm going to explain it to you. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We'll be right back. This is Ebenezer Scrooge, and if you're visiting Salem this holiday season, then come in and see me in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, presented by the Salem Trolley and the Griffin Theatre. This humorous interactive performance reanimates the Dickens classic. Experience A Christmas Carol with a twist on the Salem Trolley as the holiday tale is brought to life. Tickets are on sale now. Go to SalemTrolley.com and click the Special Tours link. This is Ebenezer Scrooge wishing you all... A humbug. This is Jody Sloan, and I am listening to Radio Irregardless. And uh, honestly, the games were really stressful for me. I've taken a little Razapam so I can sleep tonight. You know what? I don't even know if I recommend this show. If you have any kind of anxiety disorder, um, don't. Don't even bother. And you're back listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and on the line, Joe Flynn 2, apparently. Yeah, you know, number what a, two, I guess that means something. What is the two? Is that... I think, you know, I think it's like shit, you know, number two. Number two. <laughs> well, you know, Either something, that or I try hotter. I'm not you, sure which. You, I'm going to go with shit, though. You could be trading. You could be trading kind of hard. Um, here's what we're going to do. Joe, what I do with all my guests is I play a game. Um, I play a listening game where I play you a sound, and here's what I'm going to do. Can you hear this? Yes. Okay. And can you hear this? Yes, I can okay. hear that. So because you can hear both of those things, that is the sound of the good answer and the bad answer, uh, or the right answer and the wrong answer. So we're going to play a game called... If you can't say something nice, you warthog-faced buffoon. Don't say nothing at all. <laughs> That's right. 
If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. So, or don't say nothing. And that's Thumper. That's two movies, actually. That's Bambi and Princess Bride. And that's kind of the way we play the game. I play you a clip from a movie of something that's like an insult, somebody insulting someone out. And what you have to do, get ready for a bunch of wrong answers, Greg says. Um, <laughs> and you have to guess the movie that this clip is from. Not the actor, not the character, and I can give you some hints. Now, here's the benefit. You and I speak of... We don't need no stinking hints. Really? Really? (laughs) Sure we do. It's a movie. You know, I'm just getting getting in the mood. Okay. Now, I will tell you this. You and I are speaking via phone, so our conversation is almost instantaneous. You are playing against my listening audience, which are three of my regular... Well, three of my regular listeners... uh, Well... Three of my known listeners and three guests, um, and you, of course. So you can type these answers in, or which is much faster, you just say them into the uh, into the phone. That is your okay. advantage. Your advantage is you are faster. Your disadvantage is they are more. Another advantage. Uh-huh. Another advantage. Um, we talk. We talk faster. They may be on a delay. The listeners may be on an internet delay that could be anywhere from two to eight seconds. So depending on their server and how they're connected and the speed of their computers or their devices, they might be a little behind us. So do you understand? You lost me for a second. You said two to eight seconds, and I started thinking about sex again. No, no, two seconds. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab a pen and a piece of paper, and I'm going to keep track of these answers. Now, there are only five. So the best you can get is five. The worst you can get is zero. And that's a pretty easy thing. So let's say Joe Joe is here. Okay, I'll put that Joe name. And then L.A. for my listening audience, which I always do. So uh, these clips are range from three to five seconds. They're very quick. Some of them are older movies and some of them are younger movies. Are you ready? I am ready. This one's kind of tricky. Here we go. And furthermore... <clears throat> You can all go fuck yourselves. Um, I will play it again. Animal House. It is not Animal House. I'll play it again. And furthermore, you can all go fuck yourselves. (laughs) You got me. Okay, let's start. Long listening audience, bring it it home. I'll tell you what. We'll start with something easy. Name the uh, name the actor. Don't recognize it. Really? I suck, and I suck furthermore, and furthermore, you can all go fuck yourselves. You can all go fuck yourselves. He did stand-up a long time ago, and now he's writer, director, actor. Uh, a long time ago, now he's a writer, director. Oh, yeah. he Yes. Karen got oh, it right. It is, it is Woody Allen. But the movie, it's an older movie. Uh, I'm just going to start naming movies. Annie Hall. Nope. Everything you always want to know about sex. The Big Sleep. Older than that. See, now you're getting even older than this. I was only in high school when when, uh, Annie Hall came out. Yeah, I wasn't born yet, so uh, there you go. Uh, (laughs) I know. You said something earlier about listening to a song when you were a kid that was out in 1981. I got married in 1981 (laughs) for the first time. Well, (laughs) Well, I'm 46. I was born in 68. So, oh. so my, yeah. So, I mean, I remember listening to songs. Nine years younger than me. I know. That's what I mean. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. So I'm not that much older or younger. We're, okay. We're not that different. I'll play it one more time because Karen requested it. Here we go. And furthermore, you can all go fuck yourselves. All right. Nobody's going to get that movie. Is that a hint? Is that Casino Royale? No, no. 
I, when she said, can you play it again? I was thinking of playing it again, Sam. No, Annie Hall came out in 77, Paul. Yeah, my best year I graduated from high school. Oh, there you go. Well, I graduated in 86, so it's, yeah, it's 10 years yeah. difference. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, nobody's going to get it. That is from the movie The Front. Uh, nobody's going to get it. This one's fairly. This I'm one's, just pissed I didn't recognize the voice. That was ridiculous. All right, this one's a little easier. I'll give you a hint. This one's an older movie. This movie's a black and white. Here we go. Listen, you insignificant, square-toed, pimple-headed spy. Do you realize what you're doing? <laughs> oh, fuck. Playing it again. Listen, you insignificant, square-toed, pimple-headed spy. Do you realize what you're doing? <laughs> I just, it is Cary Grant. Yes. Yeah, Cary, yeah. Right? And Cary Grant was in a few really good classic movies. This is one of those classic movies. It involves a day. It involves... A day. It involves a woman. His Girl Friday. Oh, His Girl Friday. I just fucking, whatever. There we go. There's a point for Joe. <laughs> I just love that. I actually like that movie. Listen, uh, that was um, Women in Mathow did a remake with it, the front page. Oh, did they? Yeah, basically the same movie. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. Here we go. This one's a little, this is a younger film. Here we go. You, you foul, loathsome, them evil little cockroach. Is that, is that Monty Python on Holy Grail? No. <laughs> no. No, you'll do the. You would have done the. You silly English niggas. This this game uh, is about as funny as Joe's stand up routine. And you know something, I fuck you, you Greg. Greg. I get, I, I get introduced <laughs> to my friend Greg. Greg is one of those people that comes in and tells me a story about something that happened with his kid, and then says, "You can use that in your act, right?" Of course. <laughs> is, Hi, Greg. Is, is Greg is Greg on heroin? Is he one of the guys? No. <laughs> no, no, Greg is my heroine. But oh, Greg is your heroine. No, Greg, Greg, Greg is, is actually a co-worker. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll yeah. play it. I'll play. You're right. It is a British actor. Here we go. You, you foul, loathsome, them evil little cockroach. <laughs> and is a, a woman. It was a, actually a girl yelling at a boy. Okay, you get. I'm getting there. Really? Her, no clue. No her, fucking clue. Her name is Hermione. Oh, yeah. So it's good. so is it one of those Harry Potter movies? It is one of the Harry Potter movies. Oh, okay. So I have to think if I know the name. The Sorcerer's Stone. Uh no. The Goblet of something. The Wizard of Alcazar. <laughs> I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. Yeah, I I don't watch. <laughs> I, I I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. I saw the first half half of Star Wars and fell asleep. Those all those like saga type things. I've never seen. I saw half of the, the first Raiders of Lost Ark. You know, it's funny. You're describing the Harry Mono. Yes, it is Goblets of Fire. By the way, Paul. So hold on. Let me give this to Paul. Say Goblet of shit. Yeah, it's it's. You said the flaming goblet of something. <laughs> yeah. You you listing you listing Harry Potter movies is like me trying to remember James Bond movies. <laughs> I don't know. Casino. Oh, those, those fuck I it. Do. There's never say never again twice. Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> so unfortunately, Paul got that point. So listening audience got one. And so Joe, it's one apiece. So Joe, because oh, you Jesus. because you this didn't get it really right. High pressure. If I actually if I gave a shit about this, I'd be really worried. I know. You can, I'm going to put some effort in. Yeah, Joe, you get this. That ain't right. Okay, see, that ain't right. So here we go. Here's the fourth one. This one's really tricky, but you may get this. I have faith in you. Get up, you scum-sucking pig. 
get up, you scum-sucking pig. One of the first times that phrase would ever used. Marlon Brando used that. And I'll give you another hint. It's a Western. Get up, you scum-sucking pig. Marlon Brando in a Western. Yes, Marlon Brando in a Western. Now, all right now, all my fucking listeners are Googling that. Marlon Brando, right. But you know something, yeah. if you want to... You don't think I'm Googling, too? I, that's fine. <laughs> Let's see. It's this made I'm the, sure they can type faster than I can. They might. <laughs> that's why I use the Google search engine, voice search engine. I just yell at it. The so, Missouri can breaks. Can tell me somebody else in the movie that I might, like, who actually is in Westerns? No, I can't. Nope. Oh, Missouri Breaks, bitches. No, that's not it. That is not the answer. Uh, Viva Zapata. But it is. A wild one. But it is a three-worded, um, it is three-worded title. Paul the wild he, one. No, it's a three words. The wild one is three words. Oh, the wild one. The fugitive <laughs> kind. One-eyed jacks. One-eyed, wait a minute. What did you say? One-eyed jacks. Oh, no, Sorry. <laughs> One eye, one eye jacks is correct. <laughs> Thank you, IMDB. Thank you. <laughs> you know something? Uh, an X in the W column is fucking working. All right. This is what hey, you got to do. You gave me permission. I wasn't going to do it until you told me I could. You've got to nail this because one. Because you're the host. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. Because this one, because you Google the last one, I'm just going to give this one. I'm just going to play it. It's three seconds. I know that Paul is going to fucking disqualified. There's going to be calling foul. Paul is going to get this before the soundbite is done, and it's only three seconds, and I'm not saying a word. I might even shut the mics off. Ready? Here it is. Now let's see if you can defend yourself. You sweat from a baboon's balls. <laughs> Playing it, you, Paul. Playing it again. Now let's see if you can defend yourself. You sweat from a baboon's balls. Now, remember, if they get this, they've tied you. Mm-hmm. I like to be tied. You like... <laughs> what can I say? But you, you were disqualified. I think, well, Paul wants to disqualify you because you Googled it. <laughs> but you're the host, and you told me I could. I said, I said, everybody's probably Googling it right now. I'm Googling it, too, and you said, go ahead. I'm not, well, I'm surprised that Paul has not chimed in by now. Maybe I have a delay. I'm gonna I'm gonna re I'm gonna refresh my fucking screen because that's crazy. Paul should have wrote that by now. Reload this page. Yes, I will. Here we go. Nope. Paul is not punched in. Really? I'm gonna play it one more time. Now let's see if you can defend yourself. You sweat from a baboon's balls. No. <laughs> I don't want to talk politics. I'm I'm getting tired. <laughs> sweat from a oh, baboon's balls. Paul was in the other. Here, Paul. Here we now go. Now let's see if you can defend yourself. You sweat from a baboon's balls. Even my wife should get this one. We just watched the movie the other day. It was on Comedy Central. It's on Comedy Central. Really? All you got to do is guess the actor. You gotta know. Now let's see if you can defend yourself. You sweat from a baboon's balls. <laughs> he had his own TV show. He had his own talk show. He said he was going to beat Jay Leno. He said I was going to beat Jay Leno's ass. Is this, I don't know, why is, oh, there we go. Yeah, Karen. Karen knows it. Arsenio Hall is delivering the line. Oh, coming to America. Oh, are you shitting me? That was pretty much a tie. Wow, Paul just got there. One and a half to one and a half. Oh, 
I heard you say it, and then I looked, and it was already there. Wow. I don't know. If you heard me say it, and then you looked, and it was already there, that means it was a tie. I'm going to fight this one. to the. You know what? I want you to have me back, so I'm going to be gracious and say, congratulations, Paul. Nice job. But I think Paul's really in charge over there. <laughs> you know something? I'm... I'm I'm going to have to give it to my listening audience and tie it all up. So here's what I'm cool. going to do. You got a tiebreaker? I, I got uh no. <laughs> We're going to leave it. You know something? Based on what we've just experienced, I'm going to leave it as that. But we're going to take our third and final break, and when we come back, we're going to ask Joe Flynn the three most important questions you could ever ask an entertainer. You are listening oh, to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. I'm trying to keep up with social media. I opened up a Twitter account recently. And ever since I did, I can't shake this feeling that I'm being followed. Because <laughs> I don't want to brag or anything, but I've only had this account for a couple months. I'm already up to nine followers. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, now I'm looking at social media and I discovered this thing called Snapchat. You guys familiar with Snapchat? You can text a picture to somebody and once they open it up, they look at the picture and seconds later, the picture's gone. And I can't help but think that would have been awesome to have when I was dating. Because, you know, I could snap a picture of the old erection. Send it off to a prospective date, and then she would know exactly what I was bringing to the table, <laughs> and approximately for how long. <laughs> and you're back at Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was just, that was just a sample of a Joe Flynn's act. Just a sample. Just a sample of who he was. Um and that was from Murphy's of all things. And it was uh it was funny, man. That was fine. I love that. And there's so much more and I just figured, you know, I'll get that. It's a nice tight little minute and I'll just give that to the audience. So um I actually put your information up in the chat. And if you guys want to kind of follow Joe, which why wouldn't you? Um his information if you scroll all the way down, well not all the way down, but when you um when you go uh, down further in the chat, you can actually scroll the way down and you can see uh, what's been talking about. And uh, let's see the clips. Let me see if I can find it. I'm looking for it right now. Yes, it was the first thing I punched in. It was, uh, yes, your Facebook. You can visit him on uh, Facebook.com. It's joe.flynn.1004. <laughs> but if you type in Joe Flynn, you'll see it. Uh, just go to Mark's page and then go to his friends. Yeah, just find, look. That's a big fat ugly guy. Yeah, just look through my friends too. And Twitter the same thing. He's at Joe Flynn comic. 
uh, which is really a, a cool. You can do Follow that. me on Twitter. Yeah. And I only had this account six months. I already got nine followers. He needs We're doing a, great. He needs more followers. <laughs> so, Joe, before I let you go, there's two things I always do. First is I ask you the three most important questions you can ask him to entertain her. And then I ask you to tell me about where you're going to be coming up. But the three questions are very important. Um, and I call this next part gigs. Best, worst, and first, because it rhymes. But of course, what I'd love for you to do is go through, tell me and my listening audience, the first time you ever got on stage, which is a nice, great awe story. Uh, the best time you ever had on stage, which makes everybody go, wow, that's really cool. And the worst time you ever had on stage, which is probably the funniest story out of the three. So if you would, please go through your first, best, and worst. Uh, the first was actually uh, longer ago than I told you I started comedy because I started going to open mics two years ago. But about three and a half years ago, I did a one-off one thing where it was a – my work has a fundraiser every year at this up in Lowell uh, where they bring in uh, Rob Steen's group of comics for a comedy night to raise money. And they kind of put out this thing that the first hour was going to be amateur hour. And uh, they said, you know, anybody that's ever wanted to do stand up, if you want to, if you want to do it, come on up. We'd love to have you. So I emailed them, and they said, you know, how much time do you want? And I had no clue. I'd never done it. So I said, yeah, I can do ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I went around to my coworkers, and I said, look, if you guys, if if ten of you, if ten of you will buy the twenty dollar tickets for this fundraiser, I'll do it. You all been telling me to do it. I'll do it. So I ended up going up. I did ten full minutes to a home court advantage because there were like 40 people in the audience and 30 of them came because they worked with me <laughs> had a blast. And I thought I was done with it until like a year and a half later. Right. As I told you, I decided to get back into it. So that was the first time. But the, the funny thing about that time was, you know, they had said this thing about, you know, we do an amateur hour for the first hour and I got sucked into it. What they didn't tell me, I told you I work in human services. I work with adults with chronic mental illness. What they didn't tell me is that the amateur hour is typically our clients going up and telling speech jokes. Oh, Joe. So, so, you know, for the audience, a speech joke is just like any joke you've ever heard, just repeating, you know, which, you know, we don't do. But, uh, yeah, so I, I sat there for 45 minutes and listened to people go up and tell, you know, why the chicken crossed the road and, and you know, there once was a man from the Nantucket jokes, and then it was, oh, and there's our final amateur, Joe Flynn. So it didn't go, it didn't start too well, but it ended up being a really fun night. Um, <laughs> so that was the first. That's a, that's a great story, though. Yeah. It really yeah, is. Yeah, nice. That is a great story. Um, Jesus, the best... I'm going to say the best is, is the first time that I actually wor- worked as an opener, and it was way up in Gardner, Maine. And the reason that I, I'd say the reason it was the best is just because because it was the first time somebody actually offered me offered me money to, to, to do comedy, and there was a glitch. So instead of opening, they asked me to go in the middle. So I actually got to do like 23 minutes, which is a, a, a lot for a comic who's been uh, around this little that's time, a ton of time I have. And uh, it was a great audience, and I had a really, really good time. And I am now trying to have a, uh, having a very difficult time. Uh, I did. Uh, an open mic. You're, wait, you're having a tough time by naming. I'm having a tough time coming up with with a worst. <laughs> uh, but then I remembered one. Yeah. Um, and I'm just hoping that none of the people involved are listening. I won't even say the name of the place on the You can. I, that's I fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I was guess really it. excited because it was a, it was like an, uh, uh, a late 
Sunday afternoon open mic if that narrows it, that narrows it down for you. And um, Saturday afternoon. Sunday, I'm sorry, late Sunday afternoon, like four, five thirty in the afternoon. Um, <laughs> oh, Greg's giving you shit now, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You know, just let me know. I'll I'll just roll up on that. What is it? The fucking clinic or wherever you work. I'll just roll in there. I'm gonna act like a fucking crackhead. And then when he's like, "Oh, let me take care of you," I'm like, "Oh, are you Greg?" He's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, <laughs> just, just just pee on him. It won't just, be the first time. Just dry. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to pee on another guy. That seems weird. Weird. Well, you don't, don't think of it as marking your territory, and it won't feel so weird. No. So yeah. So I did. The, I did this open mic, and it was just. I don't even know how to describe it because I don't like to say that other comics are are, are, are not. No, no, but but here's the here's the thing, Joe. Here's the thing. You're allowed to say this is why I do it, so you can say the bad rooms and who booked it, so that every because that's the funniest part. Because somebody goes, uh, I'll just tell you that 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 because I mean the room itself is not bad, but just happened to be this week. Oh, that's fine. The lineup was not very good, and there were maybe ten people sitting around the bar at this place, and I was fifth on the list. And the first guy went up there, and by the time he did his five minutes, Oscar's uh, Pinatas. The, the crowd was down to seven. Was it Oscar's Pinatas? I'm sorry, Oscar's Pinatas. Uh, Tewksbury. Yeah. Yep. I was just there Sunday. No, no, you're not shitting on the room. I mean, it's 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 a, yeah, it's just the way it timed out that yeah, way. Yeah, it's so a shit then, room. So then it's the a... next guy got up and did his five minutes of street jokes. Yeah, reading them off of cards. And by the time he gets finished, the crowd of seven was now down to five. And yeah. by the time I got up there, it was my wife and the other comics, and none of them liked <laughs> me anyway, so Fuck it them. just didn't work out very well at That's all. funny. But yeah, no, Oscar's Pinata can be, that's, that room can be a knife fight. It really can. And I've seen guys go, and the guy, I was just there on Sunday, and I went there with actually Paul, one of the listeners, and there was this one guy, he was hysterically bad. And but he knew like he's just going, hey, uh, here's a joke and I will tell you a joke. And then and he would just go into it. And it was like the most. But his style was so it was like Henny Youngman, if you wound him up. And he was right. but, but he was reading off cards and he was telling street jokes. Yeah, right? but we're they were about the same guy. Yeah, they're almost street jokes, but they're street joke esque. It's like Henny. It's like, take my wife, please. It's yeah. like at that point, and he goes, oh, um, I had my wife, um, my wife and I went to dinner, and then we got a fish dinner, and I hope that joke doesn't leave a bad smell on you. And then he would go into another joke. It was, but I was laughing my ass off, and I go, every, every time he did a joke and it didn't work, I would just, I, I yelled, bam, at the top of my lungs. I would just, he'd go, and I hope you don't hold it against me, and I go, bam, like that, it was hysterical. And I go, if you're going to be that, then fucking do it, man. Because that is funny, and that's what people will do. And a lot of comments be like, oh, he's not funny. He's not writing jokes. Fuck it. Let him do whatever he wants, man, because that's funny. That's funny shit. And that's why I like it. And that's why I went up and I, I did a bunch of jokes. Ruthless. Oh, that's what he did. This joke was, oh, my God, his fucking joke was hysterical. He goes, what kind of a man... What kind of a man? His wife, Ruth, left him. Yes, Ruth, Ruth was <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> what kind of a man would be ruthless? A man who was ma- formerly married to a woman named Ruth. And I was like, 
I go, that is so fucking brilliant. How did I not think of it? How did that escape me? Like, that is the most obvious fucking choice there was. <laughs> I laughed the whole ride home just on that, and I, I can't so remember the why conversation. why weren't you the other day I was there? Oh, my been. God. But oh, it was so, but it, that's those, those are the nights that you got to remember. And I know they're bad shows, but I asked the questions because the bad shows are the ones we go, oh. Like, I mean, I'll tell you about bad shows. I'll tell you about shows. I've had people throw shit at me, and I was funny. <laughs> I was fucking funny. Of course you are. I've had people. I was doing a show up in Maine, and I I was doing a set, and like I brought another guy with me, and he's like ten minutes into his act, and there's no stage, there's no lights, there's barely a microphone, and there's a, like games, there's like pinball machines. This guy walked up and started playing a fucking pinball machine in the middle of the fucking show, <laughs> and it wasn't like the pinball machine was like five feet back of him or ten feet back. It was next to the fucking comic. <laughs> So I tell you, let me tell you one story. Uh, that wasn't the worst, overall the worst show, but uh, there was an open mic I used to do. It, it's a it's a mix of like a lot of poetry, uh, so some hip hop, some singers. Mm. And this was the first open mic I started going to, and you know for a long time that's the only open mic I did. Well, they moved yeah. from this place where they had a a private room in the back where it was just the only people that were there with their mic. They moved to another bar where all of a sudden on Friday nights we were showing up doing comedy at the bar that these people would come to every week. We were the intruders. You know what it's like in an open mic. Oh, my God. And uh, and I used to do this bit. I still do it once in a while. Now, you know the um, the Subway commercial where the two women are talking about who loves avocados the most? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Back and forth about avocados. Oh, that's and bacon, point, bacon, bacon. Well, no, they, they, see, they, they stole my joke because originally a year ago they used to do it about avocados. And then they would say that the sandwich was this turkey, bacon, avocado sandwich. And my joke was, how the fuck are you going to have a sandwich that has turkey and bacon, but you're going to feature the avocado in the commercial? That's like, <laughs> you know, saying, come watch The Godfather with Abe Vigoda. He's a part of the movie, but he's not why you bought the fucking ticket. Right? But so anyway, I'm trying to tell this joke. And I start talking about the avocados commercial, and, I, and then I say this thing about, you know, how would you... And this guy at the bar, who didn't seem to be listening, all of a sudden turned, stood up, and started screaming at me, what the fuck do you know about avocados? Avocados <laughs> are yummy and nutritious. What the fuck do you know about avocados? So the next week when I went to that open mic, I researched avocados, and I did my whole set about, about facts about avocados. It was awesome. <laughs> You know, and it's funny because this was, I, I, I probably laughed oh over that joke about a year ago. And then just recently, like you just mentioned, Subway now has the same commercial, except they feature bacon. They right. heard my act, and I have affected the national campaign to Subway. They have listened to me, the people who have spoken, and they're now featuring bacon. And that's, I'm responsible for that, Mark. See, I will tell you, Joe, at being new to Twitter, that's what's called trending. <laughs> <laughs> So now you got to. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I have that, I have that influence on the world. I you got to start it. timing it. Yeah. You're getting it done. Get it done. <laughs> Joe, and, I'll, and uh, my final question for you is: uh, Where are you going to be? Uh, you got any big shows coming up uh, anytime soon? Anything going on? Something um, big this I, weekend? I, I, got a, I got a lot of little. Probably the two biggest things I got going on right now uh, is, like I said, next uh, Wednesday night. I'm at Whippersnappers in Londonderry, New New Hampshire. It's a contest. Yeah. And it, the uh, 
the uh, people that move on in the contest is 50% of it is decided by the audience vote. So if all nine of you that are listening come up to uh. Londonderry next Wednesday night and vote for me, I'll have nine votes, and then I'll still probably not go through, but at least I won't finish in last place. That's um, <laughs> it's always a good the following, thing. The following weekend, I actually have two weekend shows. On Friday the 14th, I'm at Fran's Place in Lynn Mass. And then on the 15th, I'm at the arena. Hey, is, 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 is Fran's Place open uh, oh, every Friday or every other Friday? I think it's open every, every, uh, every weekend, both nights. Oh, okay. Because I'm off. It's, it's not. It's not. Usually, usually the comedy is on Saturday. I don't know why this particular week they moved it to Friday. And that's what uh, on the fourteenth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because um, I knew about the room in Lynn. I don't know who booked it or anything like that. And I was like, you know, uh, I, I, I had yeah, a I, I had a night well, off. Yeah. Like I had a night off, and I'm like, it's a Friday night. Maybe I'll go down to Lynn. And, yeah. You know, because. Uh, you yeah, know, every other time that I've that I've seen anything about this room, it's on a Saturday night. Yeah, and I just happened to luck out that this weekend it's on a Friday night because I already booked on Saturday night, which is very rare for me to have weekend work. So this is kind of fun. Well, yeah, based on uh, the act I've I've seen. Anyway, uh, I was oh, just reading Greg's comment. <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I actually said that. No, yeah. Greg's still there. I thought Greg was leaving. Is Greg still yeah, there? This is what Greg does. You know, oh. he gets your hopes up that he's leaving, and then. Well, you know, some. Do you, do you remember that Saturday Night Live skit, the thing that wouldn't leave? That's Greg. The thing, that's the thing that wouldn't leave. Yeah. The shitty comics made Joe look like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> no, the, the very, very light-skinned comics make me look. Oh like my Eddie god! Murphy. I'll tell you, Joe. It's been a pleasure having you on, man. It, it was really a lot of fun. Thank you very much for having. No, me. I'm glad. I'm glad that you got a, got a chance. And again, ladies and gentlemen, you have got to follow him on Twitter. He needs the friends. He needs you to stalk him. That is Joe Flynn. Uh, Joe dot Flynn dot ten ten o four on Facebook and Joe Flynn comic. On Twitter, um, Joe. Again, thank you so much for joining me. Um, if, thank you, Mark. I, I hope to see you around, man. Uh, cool. I'll see you soon. All right, Thanks. take it easy. Yeah. Bye. 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 That was Joe Flynn, everybody. Uh, very funny guy. Oh my god, he made me laugh so fucking hard during the game. He really do. He does need friends. Everybody needs friends. And uh, here's where we go, ladies and gentlemen. I know we got a late start. It's kind of dipping into the the mid, you know, the getting close to that hour. So I won't keep you any minute longer. Thank you for joining me on radio. Regardless, I just want to tell you where I'm going to be. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next, um, this coming up um, tomorrow again. I'm working, but it's private, so don't worry about it. I'm off Friday night. Yeehaw! So I may try to hit an open mic or a showcase or something like that. But we'll see how my cold's doing. But the big news is on Saturday, November eighth. Um, oh, thank you, Greg, for listening. Um, we're almost done. Don't wrap up to the end. The end's like the best part. Um, this Saturday, November 8th, I'm going to be emceeing the live auction for Best Buddies International, their second annual masquerade gala in the, at the Manchester Country Club in Bedford, New Hampshire. And then after I do that, which ends at about 9, I go over to Raymond, New Hampshire, and I headline Veronica, Veronica Laughs. Not Veronica's Laughs. It's Veronica Laughs Comedy Club in Raymond, New Hampshire. Yes, and my uh, my lovely wife has put that in. And she brought me tea, which was very nice. Thank you, honey. I want to thank you publicly. Um, so that's uh, that's where I'm going to be coming up. And I know um, I really want to thank you guys for listening. I'm just finding the closing. Uh, here we go. There we go. 
So um, that's where I'm going to be this weekend. Um, next week, really important, the Radio Irregardless drinking game returns, ladies and gentlemen, with guest and fan of the show, Jason Body. It's going to be a special show. It's one of the last shows we're going to be doing for the year. So if you get a chance to join us, because the show is just going to get better and better and better and better. Guys, thank you so much. Radio Irregardless, Mark Scalia. Have a great week. Radio Irregardless, hosted by Mark Scalia, your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live from Salem, Massachusetts via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests, courtesy of Skype, and all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme music, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuis. All material and content, property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2014. Thank you for listening. And finally, anyone who uses the terms irregardless, a whole nother, or all of the sudden shall be sent to a work camp.